welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 51, season 5 wish lists. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And and Annie is being a trooper today. She is not feeling well. She has strep throat. So thank you for, for showing up, Annie, even though you're not feeling very well. Well, all in the, um, you know, name of more docubus sex, I will always show up. So. <laughs> I must advocate for my docubuster. <laughs> Which is good, because nobody who responded to us on Twitter mentioned docubus at all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I saw the replies. There, one or two people. It was a minority, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I make up the majority, dang it. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was actually a lot of people. So this episode, we are talking about our season five wish lists, the things that we really want to see in season five. We asked people about their season five wish lists on Twitter, and so I'm going to share some of those as well. Thank you for everybody who contributed. As far as our wish lists are concerned... I feel like most of us have chosen kind of important things. There's some, like, less important things. But we just wanted to start out by saying that probably the unspoken first two wishes on our wish lists are, one, bring Kenzie back, and two, bring Hale back. But we're not going to say those because we're pretty sure the first one's going to happen, and unfortunately we're pretty sure the second one isn't going to happen. Sad face. But the other, the rest of the stuff is more up in the air, so we're going to focus on that. But do know that probably, you know, in like parentheses one and two, we want to see Kenzie back and we'd love to see Hale back. What if we have a a Kenzie slash Hale brief reunion in the halls of Valhalla or something? That'd be nice. Yeah, logically, I don't think that's going to happen with actor and production schedules, but it would be nice. Yeah. And I would love to see them do like a flashback episode maybe and have, have Casey Collins guest star. But again don't know if that'll happen anytime soon season six so the first thing on my list and this really is not enlisted in order of priority or 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 something like that but the thing that i listed as my number one wish and this might sound trivial but it's actually kind of indicative of a lot of things is i want the lighting to be brighter on the show next season (laughs) you're just saying that because you have to cap all the things that go in the posts this is true like I can't I can't tell what that is. This is true. It was much darker this season and I think that's partially because they wanted they went for a darker tone and cuz the lighting is really reflective of the tone of the show. You'll notice you don't see a lot of sitcoms with really dark lighting. It's generally dramas and and generally very serious dramas that have really dark lighting. So I want to be able to see the actors better. And if the lighting gets brighter, most likely the tone will get brighter. So that's my first big, big wish. So how about you, Chris? What's your first big wish? (laughs) This will be a surprise to no one. I want Crystal to come back. And are you ready? Are you ready for it? I'm going to do it with you. Okay. Leaves! Yeah. As I cover my headphones (laughs) in preparation for the ear-piercing cries. It wasn't that And I can't do it as well. Well, I can't do it as well as you, too, so I never join in. And when I do it myself, it sounds really lame, since I'm like a, I'm the last on the bomb girls train out of the three of you. So, but see, we your voice is deeper than than mine is though. So we need like your 
your tonal quality in our Leaves Cry, I think. <laughs> to really round it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do it next time. Because I'm like high and Chris is below me and then you're lower. So it's a nice even tone. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want a Leaves Harmony. I do. I'm like the baritone of Drinks at the Doll. How did that happen? <laughs> so yes, unsurprising to nobody, Chris would like Crystal back. I would also love to see Crystal back, if nothing else, to wrap up her storyline. I was going to say, we need closure, and Lauren needs a friend. And, yes. you know, hot pantsless. Come on. Not <laughs> friends with benefits, says Annie, but... <laughs> friends, friends. Okay, okay. I, I really do love Allie Liebert. Thanks to Bond Girls, so... It would be nice to see her get out of the saw room and unchained and not with a metal allergy, dying from a metal allergy. So, yeah, that would be nice. What do you mean? She's she's staying in Lauren's apartment. I don't know what you're talking about, Annie. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. She's waiting there with a dark belch and pizza. Yes. And no pants. I was going to say. <laughs> so continuing on the not surprising train, what is your first big wish, Annie? I don't know. Let me think for a minute. Oh, yeah. I want some on-screen docubus lovin'. I mean, the hot and heavy and let's get this dress off you. Let's talk, you know, doesn't... Look, it's not 302. It's not 304. We want stuff like that back again with the beautiful lighting so that we can see. Oh, that sounds creepy. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, no, no. I mean, sorry. You're not Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Well, some sites say, well, it's great because Canada lights their scenes. So we can actually see their love scenes as opposed to, you know, U.S. love scenes. I don't know how many other lesbian loving scenes are on, on TV or film are dark loading as opposed to light lighting. But I know that Lost Girl was praised for the light lighting within their love scenes. So hopefully we'll see both of our Stephanie and my wishes combined into one scene. <laughs> And then we'll both be sitting there going, yay! So, there you go. Anything we say, Stephanie, Annie will make dirty. So number two on my wish list is less serial storytelling, more fave of the week stuff. Because the last couple of seasons have been a bit more serialized, and I don't know that the serialized stuff has worked out all that well. I feel like it led to us losing some time with the characters. It became more plot-driven than character-driven, and I'd rather be the show be character-driven. So, And there were a couple people who kind of said something similar when we asked about it on Twitter. Brian said, more sense of characters doing stuff together, doing more stuff together. And somebody else said, I'd like to see more casework with the entire cast. So that's kind of what I'm getting at with, with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's not, as long as it's not too... I don't know, sometimes the Fae of the Week depends on the Fae of the Week. It depends on how it's written. Because some of them I thought were better than others. But yeah, I, I agree with the um, overall character arcs. I'd like, to, I'd like it to prefer to the show to concentrate on. As opposed to just being driven by plots that are a little bit too overly convoluted, which happened a bit in this last season. So what's number two on your list, Chris? This is somewhat similar but more specific, perhaps. I want more goofy, campy delightfulness. Yes. Also fits in with my brighter lighting, lighter tone idea as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I, you know, I liked season four. I liked it a lot. But I, I do always want more of that sort of goofy tone 
Because it makes me happy. Season four made me cry too much. Both for lack thereof some things, and then the things that happened on screen. So, yeah. Enough crying. Well, Rebecca TBS on Twitter said something kind of related. She said, it's not, it's not healthy how much I want a musical episode, but more song and dance generally. And, and I think that's fair, because even though season four was kind of dark, we did get a lot of song and dance, and I thought that was kind of awesome. So, yeah, more of that. <laughs> yes. So what's number two on your list, Annie? Well, not shockingly. Does it have to do with Docubus, Annie? It might. <laughs> so we want more than just the role in the the sexy, sweaty role in the bed, but they still haven't talked. Bo and Lauren still haven't really talked without misunderstandings, without interruptions, without what are you doing with the dark kind of thing, and still so much left unsaid about season three now and season four. I'm hoping they're going in that direction. I want their, I want Bo to be like that with everybody. With Dyson, with Lauren, and to just hopefully be um, more honest and more approachable. So, that's it. I mean, I know that's not good storytelling. It can be kind of boring, but there's so much built up now that it gets a little frustrating if there isn't a little conversation thrown in now and then. Too many loose ends, I think doesn't always work for me. So Now, that's a wish that we got from a lot of people, that Bo and Lauren finally have the talk. And I really like the way that this one person put it, whose username is K-D-Z-H-E-X-O-N. I apologize for not knowing how to say your last name. But she said, more conflict resolution through proper communication. And yes, it doesn't sound sexy, but there's so much stuff to cause problems in these people's relationships that I don't want them to have to rely on them not communicating well all the time. It's kind of a, it's kind of an easy out for the writers to take that route. And I'd, I'd rather they focus more on, especially for Bo and Lauren, focus more on the things in their relationship that naturally kind of create conflict rather than just have them not talk about things. Number three on my list is I would like to see an end to Bo's indecisiveness in regards to the triangle, which could happen in a variety of ways, but actually the way that I would prefer it to happen, because I feel like this would be more authentic to the character, is for Bo to just kind of admit that given who she is, the fact that she's a succubus, that she doesn't want to choose between the two of them, between Lauren and Dyson. I think what is truthful to Bo is that she doesn't want to make a choice. Not that she's indecisive, but that she does want both of them. And I get it. That might mean that situation might not work for Lauren or Dyson. But I feel like that's actually truer to Bo than to have her just be like, I can't choose between the two. No. Own that you don't want to choose between the two of them. That you want both of them. Right. Choosing to not choose is still choosing. Yes, exactly. And she still has power in that decision because she's being upfront about it and being honest. And that's what I want to see more of in the character come season five, because we saw the opposite of that in season four, and it was kind of frustrating for a lot of people. So, yeah, I agree completely. So how about you, Chris? What's number three on your list? Uh, somewhat relatedly, I want them to not have any more alienation from Bo. You know, not for the characters and not for the audience. Of course, I think if they end the characters being 
or characters feeling alienated from Bo, I think the audience won't feel alienated from Bo anymore either. Mm -hmm. I agree. And we had several people who also mentioned that kind of a, we want the old Bo back. We want to kind of understand Bo and where she's coming from. Right. I feel like there's, there was sort of less explanation or less explicit explanation given for a lot of Bo's actions and motivations this season, which I think was a, a big source of frustration for a lot of audience members. Yeah. Us included. Yeah, for sure. So how about you, Annie? Which, what's number three on your wish list? Well, I'm going to switch my number three and number four because it kind of relates to what you just said. Where I like the triangle where it left off at the end of season four, where it was left in the best way possible, where it was potentially going in a direction that was where everybody could be potentially the happiest they could be with Bo coming back to, quote-unquote, her old self and fighting for her friends, and Dyson pledging his love and saying he loved her, pledging his loyalty, but also Bo seeing him as an equal. Lauren coming into her own by humanizing, being able to humanize the Fae and have this incredible power and having her own storyline, yet still being dedicated to Bo and Bo realizing the depth of her devotion with the necklace and all of that. And the kiss at the end didn't hurt. But I think if they keep going forward in that direction with some of the things that you guys have been mentioning, with communication and with all parties, hopefully, you know, standing together against the common, you know, threat or the common goal, which now is to get Kenzie first and foremost, I would like to see that continue to develop. And you know, less, you know, as what we were saying, brainwashed Bo. So number four on my wish list is I would like to see more characters who are people of color in important roles that aren't these really stereotypical roles. We actually are doing an episode in the near future where we're going to talk about race and how race is portrayed on Lost Girl. And over the seasons, there's been an unfortunate trend where we've had fewer and fewer and fewer important characters who were people of color. And I am really frustrated with that. That tends to be a common theme in the sci-fi genre, unfortunately, is that there's not a lot of, of significant people of color in, in prominent roles often. And I would love to see Lost Girl bring more of those people back on board because there was more of it in the, especially the first season and in the second season, but it's just kind of waned over the seasons. And I think that's unfortunate. And you've stopped adding in the the music so that people will know that Annie and I are part Asian. <laughs> How will people Where's know, Annie? <laughs> yeah. But if we're using music to code people, then then shouldn't Stephanie have like, I don't know, country music or something? Like like what's the exactly. what's the whitest music? I don't know. REM's pretty white. How about how about I play some REM in the background? Michael Stipe rapping. That's what's the whitest music ever. Into the world as you know it. That's going to be my song. <laughs> okay. So how about you, Chris? What is number four on your wish list? Character moments. Lots and lots of character moments. Yes. And it's not like, I mean, we've been getting them throughout the seasons, but but I, but I always want more. I love character moments. I could watch a show of nothing but character moments. <laughs> I might be the only one who would be super interested in it. But. <laughs> no, you would not be the only one interested in it. I would be sitting there going, hee hee, hee hee, the whole time. Because they are delightful. Yeah. 
I agree. Because we have great characters on the show. Fantastic characters on the show. And I always love character moments when we get them. And they're usually really well done on this show. Yes. So, because then they are gift and capped and turned into fan art, fan vids. That's how you know they're well done. So how about you, Annie? What's number four on your wish list? I would like a resolution of the Pirapus slash AKA Papaya Horse story. She said line. it correctly. She said Pirapus correctly. I, I said it correctly. Woo-hoo! Yes, I've been researching it, but I still like Papaya Horse. Um, I would rec- like a resolution of that storyline relatively quickly without the whole convoluted, confusing, wait a minute, we're bringing in this, this prophecy here and this here. And I, I don't want that to take the whole season. I just want it to be resolved and. Okay, Bo, your horse is a father, shapeshifter, whatever. Your horse is a father? <laughs> what, your father is frickin' A, your... I like it. Whatever. Your father is a horse, a four-legged creature. He's Duke. <laughs> yeah. Now, you guys have to explain that since I didn't get it and nobody else gets it because nobody else watches the crystal scenes. As much as you two. Duke <laughs> is Crystal's fantasy horse on her fantasy farm. She's like, you know, a couple chickens, an old palomino named Duke. It's Crystal's horse, people. Come on. That's not that obscure. <laughs> we have watched it an awful lot, though, Stephanie. You want obscure? I mean, well, a palomino horse, I mean, it could be Argo, which is Xena's horse from Xena. <laughs> I mean, that could be... That could be Bo's father, we just don't know. <laughs> anyway, but I just, I want the papaya horse thing wrapped up so that it just doesn't kind of linger the way it did this whole season. I mean, the buildup was too a little too slow, and then we still didn't get to see papaya horse at the end of the season. I just want them to go and find Kenzie to get her back and to not have that take the whole season, because I really don't want a third or half the season without Ksenia Solo showing up. Then they can go back and have more less serialized Fae of the Week storylines, as you were saying, Stephanie. You know, still have an arc, but one that is less what-the-F-just-happened kind of things. Because there was a lot of that in Season 4, more than any other season, to the point where a lot of the audience was frustrated with not knowing what was happening. Well, t- going back to the to the less serialized thing, because like, Season 1 was not heavily serialized, but it did have arcs, but they were character arcs. They were arcs for development of characters rather than a particular plot line. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. We I think we're all sort of saying that we want to return to character focus. Yes. Is really what everything's sort of coming down to. I, I don't want it to turn into glee where the characters don't any, earn, learn any lessons and are basically the same people from week to week. But I want the arcs to be fueled by character growth rather than furthering some particular mystery or something like that. That's my preference. I'm fairly certain Diana Agron on Glee has played more characters than Tatiana Maslany has on Orphan Black. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't know the Glee reference, but I just think that's a really funny <laughs> Basically, like every new made. season, it's a completely different Quinn is is the is the thing. So <laughs> sometimes a couple times a season. Yeah. There's at least two like, Quinn. There's at least three Quins in the first season, I feel like. <laughs> that's hilarious. So number number five on my on my wish list and this is one of my silly ones i would love to see a threesome involving a gender figuration a gender configuration besides one man and two women that is my my like frivolous wish or or i think more of a 
you know, more more male male pairings. Yeah. Besides for just you know half a scene. Yeah, because the show is so fluid about sexuality. But only with the women. <laughs> we haven't really had a male male pairing giving their own storyline or arc or something that was a you know fan mm-hmm. of the week or. Because caveat, the what we see in La Fea Polk does not count because technically Bo was Dyson, so that was still two women and one man, even though it looked like three women. And plus, we didn't really see anything. They were just, you know, naked and sit up. It was post It was post event. event. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It takes me so long to figure that out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Annie. Both, I would like to see a, a threesome involving something other than one man and two women, plus I'm going to add on things, because Annie's totally been doing like two points per, per wish. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. A subsequent point would be, I would like to see more, I would like to see a male-male pairing on the show in some way. Maybe they could introduce, like, Bo's male cousin, who's an incubus or something. Because that would would solve a lot of problems. Not problems, but, you know, it would uh, be a solution. They're not going to do this ever, ever. But my deepest, darkest wish is that they introduce a male lover from Dyson's past. See, that was the thing that somebody joked about. Uh, I think someone joked about that during the Q&A during the Seattle convention. Like, he's lived a long time. Why doesn't he have, you know, a male lover? And I, I think uh, Chris laughed about it. And I'm like, yeah, I would love if they did that. I think, who knows, I, hopefully the show is bold enough to do that, which is, I hate using that descriptive term. But I, I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because they had Caden come back, and there was definitely, you know, homoerotic wrestling. But I'm talking like a full-on smooch between the two of them, at least. He's lived that long. It's not like he hasn't gone with a fellow pack member. Because, like, it's not supposed to be a a, a thing with the Fae, right? Like, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is apparently the attitude they keep telling us they have. Mm -hmm. But only if you're a woman. Yes, so prove it. (laughs) Prove it, show. So what about you, Chris? What... Do you have a number five? There's not. I do not. You don't? You don't want to steal one of my backups? Oh, well, but see, to me, your backups sort of fall under categories of things we've already talked about. Well, say the second one. Say this one. Yeah, but okay. Go ahead and do it. Just do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Just pick one. Pick one. <laughs> and now I'm being instructed. No, this is your number five. This is, this is what five. you want. I know you want this. <laughs> bossy. Um, <laughs> oh, you're complaining about me being bossy. <laughs> You referred to yourself as a tyrant in the... Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Chris is just the professional nagger who gets us to watch good Canadian television. (laughs) I'm doing it for you, Stephanie. (laughs) I'm doing it for you, not to you, Stephanie. Come on. (laughs) Yes, more Bo and Kenzie time would be fantastic. But see, again, this falls under the category of having Kenzie back, in my mind. But... There's been less Bo and Kenzie time over the past two seasons. There has been. I know. I know. I think it's a good number five, even if you don't really want it. I think it's a good number five. <laughs> of course. I'm, but see, this is to me, again, in that same category of, of course I want it. Everybody wants it. <laughs> right? I mean, who doesn't want more Bo and Kenzie time? It doesn't mean you shouldn't say it. Stick up for the Benzie <laughs> fans, Chris. We're going to make you do it. <laughs> it's not that I... <sighs> Just keep nagging her. We'll get her. Here, I'm writing it in for you. You have no choice. (laughs) So yes, more Bo and Kenzie time. We got that a lot. Not only do we want Kenzie back, but we want more 
old school. A lot of two people use the term old school Bo and Kenzie. <laughs> Can you have old school within a span of five years? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, by the way, Stephanie, sure. Sabrina says, woman plus man plus papaya horse, question mark? Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no animals. Sorry about my dad as a father as a papaya horse, whatever. But yeah, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> If the but papaya girl, horse is in a man being form, a papaya horse might not be yeah. right. He might be like Zeus or something, you know, the the shape shifting. Yeah. In which in case does it does it count? Maybe. I don't know. I have to think about it. I just have visions of Odin or Valkyrie fighting a papaya horse in season five to get Kenzie back, and I that could be why. a really gross battle. Can you imagine like hacking up a papaya? Those things are smushy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I still think Kate was right on with the blender suggestion. I agree. Lauren builds a big-ass blender. This is the solution. Uh-huh. So how about you, Annie? What's number five on your wish list? Speaking of Lauren and her blender. No. <laughs> that was a weird double entendre. <laughs> I didn't even know it was one. And like a really... Well, I wasn't even thinking that so much as like, that's the... That's the strangest segue <laughs> that has possibly ever been uttered. I was, it was a okay, bad, bad. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were making a double entendre. I wasn't, okay. but I, I guess I was. Okay. It's typical me. If she's got a magical <laughs> vagina, she's got a... Her, AKA her blender. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, that is really kind of gross. <laughs> okay, I'll try to get my point five out now. For my point five, I would like to see more development of Lauren and the Fae storyline. I uh, want to know what happens now that she can turn the Fae human, and they're going to know about it. So, and I love how Lauren and says human Fae, yeah, and human Fae, and both says they're going to be coming after you. And Lauren's like, yeah, let him try. So I, I imagine Lauren with her uh, super duper science stuff coat, just like double needles in each hand, waiting for the Fae, going, come on, Rich, come on, you know, it's just, you know, something like that. But I like that storyline because it is independent of Bo's storyline. Mm -hmm. She can stand up for herself. She doesn't need Bo to protect her. But if her, I would like to see her and Bo fighting as equals amongst that threat, and I really want to see that storyline developed and see what's going to happen with Ebony. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we've got a couple of people who also mentioned seeing more of the Lauren Faye dynamic. One person, Laura Snodgrass, who is Snodgrass Laura on Twitter, she she said Lauren on equal footing with the Faye, and and that's I like that kind of wording. I don't really. Some people really would like for Lauren to become Faye, probably so that she and Bo can then live happily ever after. I'm guessing they're probably document shippers. Nothing wrong with that. But I, I think what makes Lauren interesting is the fact that she's a human in the Faye world. So I want her to be human, but I do like the idea of her being on more equal footing with the Faye. And I think she really made steps in that direction, just saying, I'm not just going to be a, a doormat anymore. I'm here and I'm powerful. Leverage. She's got leverage now. That's right. So we got a lot of responses asked when I asked about wish lists and some common answers that we got. We got a lot of people who wanted Docubus. Apparently a lot of Docubus fans follow us on Twitter. I wonder why. <laughs> Is it maybe <laughs> because, because Annie talks about Docubus sex every week? Maybe. Do, you, do your victory arms, Annie. <laughs> 
We had a, a few people who mentioned Valcubus, I think about three people, but no Daibo shippers follow us on Twitter, apparently. So a big theme that people mentioned was this idea of answers. Like they weren't really specific, but I guess they have a lot of questions left over from season four and they want answers to those questions. So that was a one that we heard from a lot of people. As I mentioned, old school Bo, Bo and Kenzie, this idea of going back to to that Bo and Kenzie was also frequently mentioned. And several people mentioned wanting to see Bruce some more. And I also would love seeing Bruce. Brucey. Oh, Bruce. I, th- I think on the Valcubus end, I always like them fighting side by side. I really can't wait to see what Tamsin does and what her part is in bringing Kenzie back since it does have, since apparently she's in Valhalla and where's the second hell shoe going to well, But we in? don't that know she- that that's where she is. Yeah. Tamsin mm, implied that she wasn't. Because uh, she yeah, said Kenzie's right. gone. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so we'll, we'll at least get more Tamsin to explain what the hell she means. Yeah. Hell with one L. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> several of the people who listed Docubus as one of their wishes also listed more Tamsin. I like the Tamsin and how she grew up. And became so close with Kenzie in season four. So, you know, more Kenzie Tamsin movements would be great too. And I know Stephanie, you are a fan of Tamsin. You're a fan of Wolfkari. I do like Tamsin and Dyson. I think they're fun. And a couple people did mention Tamsin and Dyson. So we did have some people who had some really unique wishes that I didn't really think about that I thought I'd mention. So Denise, who is Envy Ghost zero zero five, mentioned I liked Bo slash Ryan, and I'd like to see him return. And then Team Lauren, who is GGStar71 on Twitter, mentioned, how about any interaction between Lauren and Tamsin? Because, yeah, they had no interactions in season four. Kind of weird. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then Julie, who is VirgoChick1970, mentioned, I would love to see Dyson and a female shifter get together, which I thought was an interesting one. And then, let's see. BZ Minion, who is Banana underscore Panama 20 on Twitter had a very thorough list, mostly involving Lauren, that said, Lauren's Dark Fae Lab. Number two, Lauren in a lab coat only. Another one we got several times. Number three, Kenzie's Return. Number four, Queen Bow. And number five, Lauren's new apartment. Where Crystal is staying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember reading that list. I was like, oh yeah, I like you. And then Cece left a pretty funny wish list on our website as a comment, just so you know if you're thinking this sounds like way more than 140 characters. It is. So Cece's wish list included Happy Docubus, Raider to be a bad guy. I know he's dead, but still his name. I don't care. A real explanation of why Bo was an ass for an entire season. Kenzie, and I want funny, lighthearted Kenzie back. I know she died and death can change you, but she must have gotten some good knock-knock jokes from Levi. Just saying. Bo being a nice, good person again. What the heck is Trick up to? I still think some shadiness is going on on his part. Eva, what the heck happened to her? Refer back to Trick be shady, dude. Team human to kick some serious astronaut. So thank you, CC, for that list. It actually made me giggle quite a bit. And then Elizabeth, who, full disclosure, is a friend of mine, had a very thoughtful, thorough list, several of which we've points we've already mentioned. Something that she mentioned, though, that, that I didn't really think about is, she says, I'd love to see more spots where Faye are active and yet remain hidden in the human world. Get clever for me, show. Who's really Faye? How are the Faye running things we take for granted? It's a gimme that Shakespeare's Faye, but damn it, I love it anyway. 
This one I thought had a really interesting one by the Sparkling Blue, who is T Sparkling Blue on Twitter. Said number one, Kenzie's return. Number two, Docubus. Number three, Bo's father as a great villain. Number four, Dyson and Tamsin. Number five, a woman as the new Ash. And number six, Queen Bo. And I, I second the woman as the new Ash. I love seeing women in power positions, and we've only ever had male Ashes, so that would be would be cool to get a female Ash. Gina Torres. Let's have Gina Torres be on. Ooh, yeah. that would be good. She'd be a good female Ash. Can you see her versus the Morrigan? Oh my God, the Morrigan would be quaking in her boots. <laughs> because Gina Torres is badass. I was going to say Gina Torres would squash her. She would. <gasps> like a bug. That's true. And now the Morrigan fans are going to be mad at me. Mm. Yes, they But will. Gina Torres, you guys. Come on. I'd like to see Lucy Lawless in that role. Well, that kind of brings into a lot of people have kind of had their casting wish lists for people they wish could come on the show, whether it's in the role of the new Ash or whatnot. I don't know if I particularly have any. Besides more people of color in prominent roles, I don't have anybody specifically. I did see somebody list Michael Ely, which I thought was interesting. I do like me some Michael Ely. He's very pretty. <laughs> but I don't know if he'd be available. I really don't have any casting wishes. I just, you, you said that and I suddenly was overcome with Gina Torres feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do have a casting call, though she is not a person of color. For some reason, I feel like Jewel State should play a character on Lost Girl. That's right. You and I were talking about that at one point. Mm -hmm. I feel like she actually would make a pretty awesome kind of fellow Valkyrie for Tamsin or Dyson's sister. Those are my two ideas. Hmm. But anyway, thank you to everybody who sent in your season five wish list. We really appreciate you contributing content for this episode. Hopefully, we'll see some of the things we're wishing for come true in season five. But if you have any big wishes that we didn't mention, please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can go and leave those as a comment on the show notes for this episode. It's going to be at drinksofthedoll.com slash 51. Or you can send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right-hand side of the website. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks to the Doll. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Annie. My nose is running a little bit because I laughed so hard. And my name is Chris. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.